the sound officially is rolling. So, so we're live. So I guess we're technically live. We're not live on air, but uh, yeah. Nice. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. First Dialogue podcast. I'm excited. How long have we wanted to do this? Probably at least eight months, six, eight months. A good, good long time. Yeah, I think you first suggested the idea of a podcast back uh, the first week we created a book. Mm. And I said, I have nothing to talk about in a podcast and I have no equipment. And you didn't want to talk, do in a podcast because you said, I know nothing about languages. Yeah. And I said, ah, that's very scary. I have imposter syndrome. So yeah. uh, now that's we're doing it because now we don't care. And now yeah. we have. Exactly. And, we, and, and we've been kind of doing this whole thing for a year now. And we kind of feel like we have a bit of a story to tell. So we thought we may as well do it. Yeah. I think if we started doing a podcast back then, we'd have nothing to talk about. Mm. Like, What would it have been like? Like, no, see, that's the thing. We didn't have anything to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So I was like, so we kn- knew technically that there was a podcast to make and that we needed this. Mm. And it was a thing that we need to show us on the Instagram and us everything or whatever. Um, just our personalities. But there was literally nothing to talk about. Really? So I would have went on and I would have said, uh, this is how I learned Portuguese. And uh, this is what I hope uh, D- Daigla is going to be <laughs> yeah, in a few yeah. months. But like now we've been, we've been working flat out for the past you know year and yeah. we've lost we've done a lot and we can see what the books are like and what they're going to be and we can see and we've been doing, i've been doing lots of language learning you've been doing language learning so we both are kind of in this space a lot to talk about now yeah there's things to talk about so like exactly so it's yeah. weird because we, we've so much to talk about we don't even know where to start but we thought a good position to start might be to how we started it why we started it and Kind of yeah. all the way back then, what what the story is? Yeah, so. kind of tell the story. Um, just it's funny that we opened with that because have you ever seen the? Uh, there's on Twitter, there's like this meme, and uh, it's like every single podcast. And one guy's like, "It's so important that we talk about these discussions. These discussions are so important. Having these podcasts and this platform is so important." And the other guy's like, "This right now, this is what's important. <laughs> Having this conversation because we can have these conversations here, which we can't have in other platforms." And uh, every podcast is just talking about how good podcasts are. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So we I guess we're, we're that's we are them now. We are we are those people. Yeah. After two minutes of recording, we have become those people. <laughs> but um, I feel qualified. But yeah, no. I guess in the story of Dialogue, like we don't normally get the opportunity to tell it in such long form. We normally and we've never even really fleshed it out between us. We've never really in any long form talked about each step and. Yeah, exactly. So like we don't, we don't have, we ad-lib. didn't really plan this or anything. We just kind of said, "Hey, will we talk about how it all happened?" We went, "Yeah." We didn't talk about what steps or whatever. Uh, and normally, when we tell the story, it's in like a five-minute pitch yeah. or like a two-minute pitch. So we've like honed those things down where you say it in like two minutes or like ninety seconds, but never in like a well, never not ever. We did one po- podcast mm. back what was the the pantry it's a bit of a shorter form. Yeah, the pantry. Yeah, um, so. We, we answer some questions there and sometimes we get asked questions for like competitions or stuff and we like answer those real quick but uh yeah no i guess you're right we've never really put it into a into a 45 minute hours long story yeah exactly so we don't know where it's gonna go but because we didn't have a podcast <laughs> exactly uh but yeah exactly so so how did it start off yeah i guess i would be the one to start that off so back um back maybe four or five years ago at this point i started learning portuguese and uh, I had quite a hard time at it. I thought I was a lot better at Portuguese than I was. Uh, I remember I did Duolingo and through the Leaving Cert, I was doing Duolingo and I was trying to learn it. And I learned like a bit. I learned how to conjugate like basic verbs. And I knew like the top like, you know, like hundred words after like, you know, six months of doing it. But because 
when you're on something like Duolingo, because you don't come in contact with anything authentic, mm. you think you know everything. Because you know everything on Duolingo, therefore you know any everything. Yeah, because you've completed level one of 18 beginner class. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you, you do feel like, because of the gamification stuff, you feel like you're progressing. But in actuality, and studies will show this, it's quite an inefficient way to learn. Yeah. Uh, just through games and memorization and not actually engaging with the language, it's quite slow. So I got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm class of Portuguese, I'm so good. But if anyone spoke Portuguese or if I had to read Portuguese or if, it's, if I had to speak Portuguese, I couldn't do any of those things at all. But yeah, I thought it was class. Yeah. Um, skip on ahead. I started to get a bit more into it. And so around that time, I started listening to Benny Lewis or reading and listening to Benny Lewis. Mm-hmm. So The Irish party lot. Benny the Irish probably got. So Benny basically was a, or and still is, because he's very much alive and uh, very much tweeting <laughs> Good still. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah, very, good on Benny. <laughs> um, what he basically did is he wrote a book called Fluent in Three Months that really got me into language learning. And the premise of the book is that you can learn any language in three months if you just start speaking from day one. Mm-hmm. Now, what Benny did was he went to a country and he would immerse himself for like 14 hours a day and do that for three months. So if you just add that up. Serious dedication. Exactly. So he was getting like 900 to 1,000 hours in a month, in three months. So like, fair enough. You're going to learn. If you're going to do that, you're going to learn language. Like, um, and there's probably a lot of truth to that uh, if you do that immersion. But uh, then he like started to bring out courses and stuff and uh, it got more and more toward the speak from day one and that speaking is important. And less about how he did it, which was massive immersion and yeah. being in the country and watching TV and like... A lot of people can't really do that. They don't have that option. Exactly. And he has to sell this, right? Yeah. I know. I love Benny. Benny's great. Uh, Benny, please don't um, hate me for <laughs> saying that I don't believe that <laughs> uh, you're further down the line. Vices were great. But anyways, he started saying things like that. So he did a challenge where... Um, where he tried to learn Mandarin in three months, for example. Mm -hmm. And because he was working full-time, he said, okay, I can only do like one hour a day of this or something. Anyways, he didn't learn Mandarin, of course, in three months. Not so Uh, unexpected. Not so unexpected. (laughs) If you do like an hour or two of italki a day. And I think it was sponsored by italki. Not sure. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Don't sue me. Anyways, so I got really into Benny Lewis and I got really into the idea of output. And he's a big output guy. He Mm. thinks that you talk and talk and talk and that's how you get better. So what I started to do was record myself um talking and i like record myself talking like every single day and i did this for like i remember you saying this to me and i was like what is nutjob doing why is he i I didn't understand it you know i i didn't think about languages speaking portuguese by the way not recording myself speaking english speaking portuguese (laughs) yeah that would have been even weirder yeah but um but yeah yeah, that's what we're doing right now yeah (laughs) true true but i I had no idea and i was like and so keep going with that i guess but that's back then i was like why the hell why you why do you do that Anyways, long story short, also didn't work. I, you make, when you do lots of speaking, you make short-term progress. So if you don't speak you'll and you start speaking, for the first two weeks, you'll improve a lot. Mm. But you'll, you're just basically getting what was already there. And then you'll just kind of level off. And I kept doing this, and I really leveled off, and I got really frustrated. Uh, then I started going on to flashcards and Anki, and doing that for ages. Learned like 4,000, 5,000 words maybe in Portuguese. Anki's great. Anki's great for memorization. Mm. Memorization is not good for language acquisition. Yeah. yeah. So here's the issue. So now I knew all the words. And if I, and I used to be teaching English back in the day, back when I was doing that online. And I had a lot of Brazilians. And whenever they would say a word, 
they'd go, oh, what's the word for this? And they'd say it in Portuguese. I'll go, ah, it's this in English. So I knew all the words, mm-hmm. but I still couldn't read it. I couldn't even read it when all the words were there. I couldn't even make sense of the sentence. I couldn't understand anything. I'm guessing you couldn't speak then if you... Couldn't speak. Well, yeah. like I had my phrases I learned off that yeah. made it sound like I could speak for like three seconds. But then once... The problem is that once I had to form a sentence, you have to use your brain. You yeah. have to start calculating. You're doing calculations, yeah. So I have to memorize the information, put it in a sentence, do the calculation, and it's just too slow. So I'd be like... You can't really have a dialogue that way. Yeah, so it's like, oh, eu falo... Português, português é muito difícil. And like, it's just kind of like this really... Um, it's kind of like me trying to order a beer at the moment in a Spanish bar. I'm, I know kind of the words and I'm grabbing at them and like they're kind of roughly yeah. fitting into a sentence, but I don't know them when they haven't acquired them. But it was like that for months and it was like that yeah. for months. And this is the issue. Like, so I put in so many hours, right? And uh, really like I was, I had so much information. So it was really annoying that I couldn't understand read nor speak the language because mm. I had so much information about this language. Then I learned Chinese trying to do the same method of like uh, memorizing sentences for like for like a year. I was putting in like two hours of grind of Anki a day. Like just memorizing sentences. Memorizing sentences. Just sentence after sentence after sentence. And what sentence, kind of, words, what kind words, of words, sentences? Words. Just like introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, like just everything. Just sure. What a pong yo. Like uh, yeah. this is my friend. Uh, what's a washer? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, there's a good few phrases that I did learn and I could say, all right, now if any time I spoke to a Chinese person, they didn't understand me, so whatever. Uh, but once again, never got to the point where I could understand anything. Never got to the point where I could have any authentic communication and I gave up. Skip ahead, I watch a video called, uh, it's a really good video, it's by the YouTube channel, What I Learned, and it's called uh, The Secret to Language Learning, It's All Input. And the secret basically on what the research says about how we acquire languages is that input is the only important thing. Mm-hmm. So reading and listening, most importantly, to things that you understand, right? And so uh, I went down a rabbit hole of watching Stephen Krashen videos. who's like a researcher in language learning, language acquisition. And uh, his whole thing was just, if you're reading something and you don't enjoy it, stop reading it. Yeah. If you're reading something and it's even slightly difficult get something easier. Like, just keep getting something easier. Go to the most easy, understandable thing you can possibly find. And for me, like, that was quite counterintuitive because I remember often being afraid to look at beginner materials in Portuguese because I was like, I'm intermediate, I'm intermediate. Yeah. Like, if I look at beginner- Let some ego to do that. It's yeah. very ego relinquishing to do that, to yeah. lower yourself to it. Yeah. I almost felt that if I read beginner materials, I would become a beginner, you know? Like yeah. exactly like- you reverse back. I reverse back, exactly. You so forget all the intermediate words. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't waste time in that thing. I need to be an intermediate, therefore I stay an intermediate. And uh, so what I did was- Not the back. best advice. No, no, no. So what I did was went back to the bare basics and literally just got the simplest things I could possibly find, like for kids. And uh, what sort of stuff did you read? Like literally just, it's short stories. So exactly, it's short stories for kids, like not for kids, but like for beginners, like just things that are, um, the, the most important thing is comprehensible. Yeah. Can you understand it? And I just kept going back and back and back and just went to the very basics. I just read everything I could possibly find on the internet that was for that. I bought like just so much crap, so many little books. And I went from, let's think what, what how many months it was. So I think I did that for about a month and I went from starting off needing to do that beginner content 
and see also there as I, I have memorized off a lot of words here so i didn't know i did have quite advantage where like i have been spending time with the language quite a bit but not doing much reading or listening or watching tv or anything so not uh, much acquiring yeah exactly not much acquiring just learning so uh but i basically went from reading absolutely like not being able to read anything from a beginner level to actually going up to that intermediate level in about a month and a half i'd say in terms of reading and um uh, I just kind of went crazy doing that. It was before a trip to Lisbon, so I actually had to l- learn some Portuguese. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was two months of that, and I got to the point where just before Lisbon, I'd started reading a Harry Potter book, and now. So you um, realized the real issue with the real gains was coming when you started reading. Like it's night and day. It was. It went from as I said, not being able to read anything, to in two months of now. Four hours a day of reading. Yeah, it, like it. Yeah, I, it's no, I, I wasn't no playing around. Feed. It's no. I, I wasn't playing around. It was like some days six hours of reading. Um, wake up two hours, two hours at lunch, two hours before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I got really, really obsessive with it. But I did go from absolutely nothing to starting off reading Harry Potter. Now, reading Harry Potter wasn't. I was still really slow at this point, but I could start to do it. And when I got to Lisbon, it was like the first time where I. People were talking to me and I was understanding well. And what a rush. Uh, and I was talking. I remember there was just a, f- a quickness to like a quickness to my speech that wasn't there before and like a a fluidity that, that I'd never felt before. And uh, then I went off Portuguese for a while. And I remember back, it came around to like February or something like that. And I went back at Portuguese for another two months. I went back on like four hours a day. And, um, Read loads more, like, kind of short story things. Got to... Uh, Had you progressed the book level by then, or you were still kind of reading the really easy stuff, or...? It was kind of, like, intermediate content. Yeah. Then, maybe it took maybe about a week and a half, something, before I started going on to Harry Potter again. But then I went and I read the entire Harry Potter collection up until the last two. So, where I count that, up to the fifth one, I think. And um, that was where I saw nearly all of my gains in Portuguese. Um I went from, like, I really feel like I went from B1 to B2 in that kind of time. Maybe not, I was approaching up B2. But that was the point where, at the end of that, I could understand nearly, like, most of what people were saying. It was the first time where I was, like, having conversations with people, and I was just coming up with Portuguese out of nowhere, Portuguese, and I was hearing what they were saying, and it was just so fluent, and it was so quick. You weren't calculating anymore. You weren't translating or mapping. It was just actually speaking. Exactly. Someone said something. I didn't calculate it. I knew what they were saying. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. And I've done this in a small period of time. But as I said, I was doing like four hours a day. Yeah, it's a lot. Exactly. It's like not, it, not easy. It's it's heavy grind. Um, But there's actually like if you, the total of that isn't much. Like it's really isn't far, far superior to almost any other method. Exactly. And I have explained that beforehand that I did have a lot of grounding before that. But uh it's where I, how much that helped shocked me so much that I got so into starting reading literature. I was like, there's a secret here. Mm. There's something that people don't realize that it's, as all the research is saying is that when you memorize, when you learn rules, it doesn't work. Yeah. When you read and you listen to things you understand, you will improve rapidly and it will be subconscious and you won't know why you're learning or how you're learning. It will just happen in the background. And I experienced it for the first time. And I went, holy God, this really works. And I got quite obsessed with it. So um, 
Where does that bring Sk- you to yeah, now? Yeah, skip on it in Oak another while. I went on holidays. I had a summer. I did whatever. I left it for a while. Um, still doing Portuguese in the background, but one issue I was always thinking about is if you're a complete beginner, you can't find stories that you completely understand. Yeah. So here's the issue. To understand what you're reading, you need to know like about 95% of the words on the page, something like that. That's a lot of words. So even if you get the top 100 words and you make a story only out of that, you still know 0%. If you know no words, you still know 0%. Yeah. So if I get like the easiest words in Chinese right now, I make you a little story and say, Evan, read that. It'll just look like, it'll be nonsense. You yeah, won't be able to read it. You're not getting much out of me for that, no. No. Not a hope. So it's 0%. You still understand 0%. And I was kind of working with this issue for a while of thinking. How do you get off 0%? Yeah, so there's some ways you can do it. You can have little TV shows. If, if you can see me doing something and I say, there's a famous video about crashing and he's like, um, this is Spock. And he drives, he has two eyes. And you point and you draw the two eyes and you can see that two eyes. So you're getting this, context there. Yeah. This is context. So this is a cup. This is a roadcaster. This is a microphone. You you'll learn what the phrase "this is" is, and you'll also learn what the objects are from seeing and understanding. But that's like not the best because it's really boring. Yeah. And the second f- part of the formula was Krashen always said, is that it needs to be interesting. Yeah. And he always says it needs to be compelling. It needs to be so interesting that you get lost in the story. Mm. And Krashen is going so mad for stories. He says that stories is the key to all of this. And he just keeps talking about how it needs to be amazing stories and compelling content. So I'm thinking, how do we mix, how do we make beginner stories not shit, uh, understandable? So even right, even if you do understand it, a beginner story is shit. Like it's, yeah. just, it's not going to be not good. Not that entertaining, no. Like how is it going to be good? It's a... Um, it's like if a story is, would you listen to this story in English? Hello, what is your name? My name is Keen. Keen, walk to the shop. Nail-biting stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. like you wouldn't go to the cinema and watch that story. Like, yeah, isn't it? You're going to doze off after about 10 minutes and you're going to have to force yourself to do it because you just don't have any enjoyment that's going to keep that motivation going. Exactly. And so there is this issue where when you get to a high level, you start to pick up words so quickly and so much because you can just watch TV and you can read books. When you're at a low level, you what you learn opens up more for you because they're higher frequency words. Yeah. So you can feel the growth more, but per hour you're learning far fewer words. Far less, yeah. Yeah. So um, the question is, how do, we, how do we mix these things together? How do we get it? So you're reading compelling content, you're reading in context, you're having acquisition, not learning. And we can have a beginner, complete beginner, um, learn at that speed that the higher level people do. Yeah. Now, I yeah. didn't have a solution. But um, I was working on it. And I was at a party one day. And I've told the story a few times. And I was chatting to a South African guy. And if he's a linguist. And if you're out there and... Uh, no, you can't have any of the company. Yeah, you can't have any. I was about to say that. No, you cannot <laughs> no, have you any can, of the company. You we, cannot have any of the company. We appreciate your contributions, but um, stay away. Mm. Yeah, you can't have any of the company, but uh, you can get some credit here where credit's due. And uh, like, all right, now this is a long time ago. He might say that 
what he told me is completely different to how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is which two years ago. Which wouldn't be uncommon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He might say, dude, I was talking about something else. You now. could have been <laughs> talking to a wall and then yeah, not yeah. knowing, yeah. Exactly, like, I don't know. His, his, or, or his um, recollection of the events might be very different. Anyways, he told me some story about, he was working in South Africa or something, and uh, they have lots of multilingual classrooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing they found, as far as I remember, is that in these multilingual classrooms where they're trying to teach a language, it's more beneficial to teach the language when the languages are mixed together. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Exactly. Like it's really interesting. So like what he was saying is that if you try uh, to have, like say like a Gael school. Mm. So Gael school in Ireland, if you're not from Ireland, is a schools where you're, everything is in Irish and yeah, you're only allowed to speak in Irish. Irish. It's just and they, they ship you off to the country. Off yeah. to the countryside. That's a girl talk, not a girl school. Oh, I thought you were about girl, girl no, talks. No, no, okay. Girl school is a is Irish. It's just school. an Irish speaking school. Irish yeah, speaking yeah. school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the Irish speaking school. Anyways, it's all in Irish, and you have to speak Irish. And what he was saying is that kind of thing is actually quite inefficient, because for a long amount of time there's low comprehension. Yeah. And you can actually get more comprehension. Or in my case, no comprehension. For, no comprehension. for pretty much the entire time I was learning Irish, I think yeah. I had zero comprehension, so I had nothing to build on. Yeah, or like interest. I, also, there's where no the interest in, No interest in. at all. Yeah. No interest at all, exactly. Yeah, and just highlights the importance of interest and compellingness. Completely. And, and that's that's why, that's another reason why Krashen says this is an, an, a necessary factor. Whatever you're listening to has to be interesting. That's a really under underappreciated sentiment as well, just in yeah. all all avenues of learning is that like you absolutely need to enjoy it mm. like enjoyment drives your motivation but when forming memories dopamine also tells your acetylcholine where to form those memories so dopamine is essential dopamine is enjoyment you need to enjoy things um yeah and that's like well i don't know anything about that but <laughs> <laughs> you do that, that's, that's what yeah. happens that uh, dopamine tells the acetylcholine what where to form the memories it's why you don't remember why you walked past something on the street that was completely innocuous but if something walked by with a huge in a clown costume or something you'll remember that because dopamine tells you to remember that okay the slightly a slight bit of that's, what, but that's what they call that um it's like a this psychological phenomenon where you um don't focus on anything that's in your surroundings um, it's peripheral like peripheral blindness it's like where uh, attention blindness i think it's, it's something like attention there's, there's a word like that it's you know the batter meinhof phenomenon Oh, I've heard, I heard, I know the name. Okay. It's where um, if I say a new word to you, say I say the word garish. Oh, when we said recently. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You hear garish all the all time. All the time, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so just because we were talking over each other, if you hear a word for the first time, suddenly it pops up everywhere. Same with if you see a product for the first time, it pops up everywhere. My and you think marketing works, yeah. Yeah, it's because we're very good at blocking out things that aren't important to us. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. back to what I was saying. Enjoyment is important for language learning. But before that, once again, I was talking about the South African dude. Yes. <laughs> Back to him. Back to him. So tangent on tangent. Uh, but there wasn't a good point on enjoyment and language learning. Um, here's another point, right? So the only time where I think it's actually fine for you to not be enjoying yourself. So like if you're a diehard language learner, you might say, hey, I learn loads of language from, you know, doing really boring things like listening to crappy short stories and doing stuff but if you love language learning that is enjoyable to you yeah you know like for the average person that isn't going to be enjoyable but if you actually love language learning that task is enjoyable and therefore like whatever like you wouldn't do it if it wasn't 
So yeah. So like I think those kind of things where the story isn't inherently interesting. If you're someone who loves language learning, it is interesting to you. So there's the kind you of you get the enjoyment component in that. Yeah. yeah. So that's where it can be enjoying, or that's where it can be useful. Anyways, South African dude. Um. So yeah. No. So the point was that, or did I just tell all? La- languages are learned better in multilingual communities. Yeah. So the reason, if you think about the reason why this would happen, if they're using multiple la- wor- languages together, is that you have a language you're really good at, and you have a language you want to learn. This one is helping you mm. to give you context for these unknown words. It's giving a framework for you to understand it through context. And yeah. I said, holy crap. I said, this is something. And at the time, I was looking at a lot of research on extensive reading and how, like, the biggest thing, and Krashen's always talking about this, read extensively, not intensively. And what that means is that you should get books that are really easy and read a hundred of them. Read loads of them, yeah. Not get one hard book and read it slowly and get a dictionary and pick out every word. Like really you should be, you might not pick up as many words from it, but you'll acquire language. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's it. So just pick easy things and just read so many of them and just read, read, read. So read. here's a, a very, very common question that we get. Yeah. When you're reading a book in a foreign language and you come up to a word that you don't understand, mm-hmm. do you translate it? Uh, I don't. Okay. Um, and I never do. Uh, so I'm reading The Hunger Games right now. I'm not going to have a dictionary. Uh, like there's there's at no point unless okay the reason why you don't is the next time it comes up you're pretty likely to get it from that context and if you didn't get it from that one the next time it comes up you'll get it from that context and like it's very very unlikely that it'll come up like six times and you won't understand it yeah and also i feel at least there's just so much more strength to a word that you learned only through context and not through a translation. Mm. Like if you know that word and it's disconnected from English, you really have it only in that language. You're, there's no chance of translation happening there because the connections from that word are all just connected to that language. Yeah, it's not rooted in anything solid. It's, yeah. it's rooted in experience only. Yeah. And it's just rooted in those memories that you have of seeing it in context. But there are times where the context won't give it to you. Yeah. So here's an example. Uh, when I fir- One of the first books I read in Portuguese that I felt I really understood it well was uh, The Alchemist. And in The Alchemist, not not spoil anything, but uh, he has sheep, as far as I remember. And uh, he's like a sheep herder guy. Mm-hmm. And the whole book he's talking sheep about... Sheep herder guy. A shepherd? A shepherd. That's, that's, that's what they would call it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, the word for sheep is ovelia, uh-huh. Portuguese. And at the start, he was like, he was going around with his ovelias. And I was like, what is it? Is there his friend? Yeah, like, it could what? be any animal, really. And, and I was yeah. like, okay, it could be an animal. Exactly. And I was, But I wasn't sure. And he was trading them and stuff like that. So I was like, is it money? And I was like, oh, or what? Like... But it wasn't clear. It, he didn't talk enough about his job for me to figure out yeah. what he was. And if, and like also my lack of Portuguese. He, they said, um, what was it? Uh, he was a pastor. And like a pastor. But like I was thought he was, a, it was th- um, I thought he was a, a priest. A priest. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's a priest. And he has what? what something to do with religion? <laughs> like, you know. And so this kind of thing happens. But throughout the book, I... It must have come up like 120 times and I still, and I was like, all right, it's either a goat 
Or a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you eventually get there. Yeah, I was like, it could be cows. But I know a cow is a vaca. So probably not a cow. Yeah. And like I was going through and I was like, couldn't be cows. Couldn't be. And I just knew it was some animal and I just didn't want to give up. But uh, I eventually had to search it eventually. Yeah. Af- after I finished the book. But normally 99% of the time. You get there eventually. You get there. So like another example um, of like a difficult one and... Once you all get to the point where you pass Doglop books and you start going on to reading authentic thing, you will have the same experience as me, where uh, there's the different versions of said. So there's like Grito, or there's like Susero, or there's um, Rompio, I think is one. Uh, I haven't read Portuguese in a while. Um, but uh, Gruño, another one. Um, there's lots of these. I think I was mixing up with that. Uh there's lots of these versions of he said, which is he shouted, he whispered, he groaned, he whatever. Synonyms are very similar. Like yeah. yeah, they all have different meanings, but it's hard to pick them up from the context, but you actually will eventually. Mm. So at the start, it's really, really tempting because each one of them, like he added as well, like something he added. It's very hard to figure out he said he added versus he said. Yeah. So, uh, but... Literally, you go through one, you go through about two books, and you'll actually figure them all out. There's going to be one stage where you can see someone's really angry, and it's a grito. Oh, he shouted, "Yeah, you know." Um, I I'll admit I did search up what he added was. It came up too often, and uh, it was oh, I can't remember what it is in Portuguese now. I th- I think it's fine yeah. to you know the odd time, but just as yeah. a, as a general rule, because I find as well when I when I go to actually translate a word and I look it up on Google Translate, they're the ones I don't remember. Because just looking at it once and then being like, okay, that means that. And then you're trying to map that word in. And then the next time you see it, you have that similarity and you're like, oh, I Googled this, but I can't remember. Like yeah. your memory from a Google Translate is not as good as your brain naturally giving you that through context over six or seven times. 100%. And this is something that I didn't really believe at the start, but yeah. I fully believe now. And yeah. it just, it, it just makes, it makes sense. Like yeah. your, your subconscious is doing a lot more there than you think. And it's, it's giving you suggestions and it's kind of pushing things in your direction. And then eventually like, you reach like a, a critical mass of like, okay, I think it's this. Yeah. And when that happens, it's quite amazing. Cause it, you don't know where it came from. You like, you didn't look it up naturally or you like you acquired it naturally, but like it, it just comes to you and, and you have that flexibility with the word then. Yeah. Like you're able to use it. You're able to use it in, in different tenses, different ways. Yeah. And you're doing it through Diglot, yeah. whereas I'm talking like exactly. Well, I did use Diglot back in the day, but um, and I'm doing some bit now for Italian. But uh, yeah, I'm right now. I'm right in the in the crux of it. So you're getting more of the the experience. You're in the stage more where our readers are in. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. more of an interesting thing from your point of view already than mine. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've started. I've probably been reading Diglot for about four weeks now. I'm on like my third Spanish book. I read a couple of French books. And it's been such an enjoyable experience. It really has, like, like, like it's difficult, though, it really is. There's a lot of challenges to it as well in that, like, uh, as someone who's never learned a language before, it's hard to not want to map on. And people have an addiction to progress, and they want to track their progress. Mm-hmm. And that's why all these gamification and the apps work. They're so addictive because I want to track my progress. I want to, oh, I knew 50 words last week. Now I know 75. And there is a difficulty in our books in that they don't have that, but if you really stick stick with it that language does is acquired much more naturally and you just you gain that strength in the language rather than just knowing it yeah it's quite cool because like we we arrived here and we've only really had the opportunity 
to do a lot of language learning in the past really like week or two mm. because beforehand our friends were living with us and stuff so we couldn't do that much and so we've only we haven't been here that long and it's gone from you knowing absolutely nothing to like last night we we're reading things we're we're going around reading like little bios and reading menus stuff you can figure stuff out you can really figure stuff out so like and he was getting like like most of the things we were reading and he was like no i was helping with why certain things were going on and things i was filling in and especially we're in andalusia so south of spain and and uh they speak very different Spanish here. So it's impossible. Their sentence their their sentences are like one word. It's like there's like two syllables and it could be an entire sentence. Because yeah. they just they just get the sentence and they just go and they yeah. just compress it completely. It's like the, the ends of some words and then just the ends of some other words and they're just jammed. It's really hard. Like I, I really can't make out anything that they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can read some stuff, but I, I absolutely I'm yeah. not it's gonna be a while till I can understand an, an Andalusian accent. It's, <laughs> it's 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 intense. Yeah. Um no, 100%. But it, it is, like, uh, in terms of reading, though, you actually, could, like, I was, like, it was actually almost surprising. Like, it was, last night we are doing, like, lots of it, and we're like, whoa, we're like, you, can, you can actually understand a lot now. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of vocab here. And, I, and yeah. I don't have to just directly map it up. I can actually understand what it means without being like, okay, that word means and, and that word means to, yeah. and then I don't have to just one by one create the English sentence. I can actually understand what the Spanish means in Spanish, yeah. like I have the contextual representation of what the Spanish is. Yeah, you know, I don't have to do the translation. Yeah, it's like um, as you said this morning. Uh, was it this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading that. I was reading the sentence, and for yeah. the for the first time, like when you're reading, it's it's really hard not to translate, but your brain does stop doing it eventually. And I read like there was like a six word sentence, and I just glossed straight over it. Like when you're reading in English, you kind of just flow through the words. There, you you just you, like you don't you don't sometimes even register the words. You just glide through them. And for the first time, I kind of there was a, a string of like six Spanish words, and I just glide, glided straight through. And then I'd read like a couple more lines, and then I kind of sat back and was like, "Oh, I just there's a big sentence there," and I didn't have to think about what what e was, what yo was, what I like. They just made sense together. Yeah, like as a string of words, it made sense, and I didn't need yeah. to individually find out what the English word was. It just made sense. Yeah, and and it was it was, it was cool. Yeah, and like one thing I really. Uh, latched on to I was like saying you just passed by it like that's such a that's such an authentic way to describe it if you've done it before yeah you know if you if you've experienced reading a lot in a foreign language and getting better at it and experiencing what it feels like to have like acquired a part of the language and when it feels like you just understand it that's what it's like you're not you're not even looking at the words you're not even registering that you are reading words you just glide by it the idea just happens and you're just flowing. You're flowing. And then when you get up to a word you know less, you read slower. When you get up to a word you don't know, you stop. Yeah. And I always kind of see reading a page as speed. So the more you've acquired a word and the better you've acquired it, just the faster you go by it. Yeah. And there's parts you just glide by and then slow and then glide and then go slower. And then For sure. And like it, it's just this kind of roller coaster of speed. And once you can get yourself... That's really accurate, actually. Really accurate, yeah. But... I have found from getting like once I got to the point in Portuguese and when I was kind of peaking like was when I when I was doing lots and lots and lots of reading it's the faster I could read was the better I could speak and the better I could understand yeah. and what was shocking and what I think people don't realize is that like I like I wasn't doing listening like I wasn't doing listening at all I was literally just reading and I went from like knowing nothing to understanding like nearly everything in spoken speech just through reading amazing isn't it like i was like 
Why did no one tell me reading and listening are not two skills? Yeah. Why do we pe- people practice their listening and practice their reading? They're not two skills. And what? Why? Why are people practicing their speaking as well? My speaking has only gotten better from reading. Yeah, yeah. Reading, yeah. listening, speaking, grammar, everything is just the one skill, which is so you input understanding messages. You yeah. understand messages. You yeah. understand what someone says. You understand what you read, and you get better. Yeah. And it's like, this is the secret. This is the big secret that they're like, people aren't telling you. Why aren't they telling you? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I, I really don't. Like, because, because I, like a bit of background on, on my experience with languages, like I absolutely despised them in school. I hated them. I, I couldn't do same. the way schools did. 100%, yeah. Same. I only yeah. started language learning at like 18, 19. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, no. I didn't, monolingual completely. And, and we both, well, like we both would have enjoyed school quite Like I like loved classes like i loved science maths all that i loved going to classes but irish i just hated i despised yeah. it. it didn't make any se- like it didn't make sense the way they were teaching it i couldn't sit down and just memorize 10 words and like there's this new method that exists of just acquiring words naturally through reading and we're not told it and like when you originally came to me with the idea i was like well yeah okay but surely that's this is just a done thing and surely everybody does this because like that just makes so much sense Mm. like you can use the english words as a scaffolding for your foreign words and you can build them up until you have a bit of a database and then you can start learning and acquiring but like you're not taught this you're not told this nobody's really saying anything about this but it's Mm. it's it's not too dissimilar to how we learn all all things all of our brain is is just making associations between things and, and learning what what happens with regular certainty beside another thing mm-hmm. and that's what you do in language you build up a framework of things and words that work together and they have meaning in the world mm-hmm. um it's unbelievable yeah like it, it, it's one of the most shocking things ever of how how <laughs> like it really is i, I yeah. couldn't believe it and I, and i don't know why it's not done in school yeah and like one thing one thing uh, the books really have the advantage of is that is this thing of passing over it so like when i first so one of the languages i used to try verify the idea of dialogue. So, okay, we'll, we'll continue from our story. Yeah, yeah. So I had this idea and I thought, oh my God, this sounds like the greatest thing ever. I got like completely obsessed. I was going on like four hour walks and I just trying to think about how I would make this work and how it would happen and stuff. So the first beta test I did was to, um, I got a book, which was The Wheel of Time, I believe. It's this big mammoth. It's a, I wanted to pick something I never read and something that seemed kind of interesting. So it's like a fantasy book. And uh, I got my little sister, paid her 20, uh, 20 quid, I think, to sit down for two hours. It's a good rate. She's getting a good, hour. She's getting a good hourly rate there. Ten or an hour at 15, year, 15 years old. Exactly. Although your sister's very clever, so she's, yeah. she, she's worth it. Yeah. Um, so I got her to sit down and do that. And uh, she just went on to Microsoft Word, and I got her to just copy the word and and find her a place all. Then go down a bit, and then so make it that all underneath that, the word the would be translated, and then so on and so forth. So I basically made a copy and paste version, a finer place, and I still have it actually on my computer, uh, of the Wheel of Time in Swedish. Yeah. So I got myself to like, I think like 400, 500 Swedish words, and when Swedish still comes up, I can read so much Swedish. I remember that. That was the. I think that was the first hearing about the Swedish. I think was the first time you told me, and it was just kind of in passing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Bullshit!" You learned four hundred Swedish words. I was like, "No way!" Yeah, and it was quick. It was really quick. Like, 
Like she, yeah. he, he did. Like it's he really did. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was really quick. And I was like, holy god! And the first what I did was so I would I had like loads of files, and every time I got to the point where all of the wor- words I was passing by them quickly, mm. so I knew I'd acquired them. I moved to the next file, which had an extra ten words in it, and then I would do that until they're all real quick. I'd go on to the next file, and I did like yeah, I did uh, a ton of them. So exactly, I did. I had like two hundred fifty of them or something, and uh, with I don't know fifteen in each or something, but. Anyways, next book then I did after that was I wanted to learn German. So I said, uh, okay, I'll do this for German. And uh, I did like a Game of Thrones book. That's and quite difficult. Yeah. You're yeah. stepping it up a notch there. Yeah. Well, no, the Wheel of Time is probably harder. Actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's about this big. Uh, I think it's 40 hours on Audible and there's 14 of them. <laughs> okay. <well. laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like 14 40 hour books. So I didn't read all Lots of the content. <laughs> it's a lot of content. So I, I wanted to actually pick something that I wouldn't run out of. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even forever. finish the first one, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened is, um, so yeah, I did that. And that was like where I started German. And now I really understand German quite well. I've read um, two Harry Potter books in German. But um, I only used those basic beta diaglot things until I got to like an intermediate kind of reading, learning thing. And that's when I started moving on to intermediate books. And uh, and just like actually buying other content and stuff like that. Yeah. But um. Anyways, so then what we did, we hired. I hired some people, and we got like a, a basic thing together that would make these books for us a little bit better. And then I got you involved. I started reading more of those German books, and uh, from there, exactly, we we put a lot of work in. We created the learn spanish for sherlock holmes we, we published this was our first book yeah um a year a year ago to about three three four days ago which yeah. is also your birthday also my birthday i don't know i don't remember ever registering that at the time yeah but it was a busy busy day like three days ago we had a lot of big big announcements big, big releases well we published it two weeks before my birthday yeah the we Instagram got it post. in hand yeah we got it in hand so what we did was basically that we spoke to some people who spoke spanish we helped us out making it we did a lot of things and uh, we made, exactly, we made a first edition of this. Very crude. It was very crude. It had a lot of errors in it. It had a lot of just yeah. like, we were very naive when we created the first one, I think. Very, very. And it was quite ugly. So like now we have, right, for example, we have like bolded words. We have like vocab tables that are nice. We have, um, we have. Phrasal verbs. We, we, did, we only had, we only had yeah. singular sentences in the, in the first, or singular words in the, in the first book. Yeah, so there'd be a lot of um, issues like, for example, at once uh once we had the word once in there and the word at beside it wasn't translated but at once is like one word yeah thing so like one unit meaning yeah so we did a lot of things that like just we kind of missed and stuff like that but we quickly those was figuring it out you know we had had no idea how how the book well we had you know we had a vague idea of how how the books were going to work you know you weave foreign words into english sentences and then you you read them but we thought it was perfect when we published yeah yeah (laughs) we're (laughs) like this is the best book ever i don't know i I was like holy crap um i think ryan tupperty will call us up next yeah (laughs) i remember i I remember trying to get us on the toy show and just being like I, i surely this is the best book that has ever been published yeah like, well, yeah, exactly. We, like I remember thinking exactly, this is the greatest thing to ever exist, and it's the prettiest thing to ever exist. Yeah. Now, if you showed it to me, I'd probably get sick. Yeah. I couldn't even open the thing. You makes know? your makes the skin crawl. Yeah, it makes, it the, makes skin the skin crawl. Um, exactly. That's so. the kind of that. That's the same with a, a lot of businesses. Their first products can be very early. Yeah. You yeah. Know, there's yeah. this kind. There's this like famous. There's this famous kind of quote that goes around that if you're not really embarrassed by your first the first product you make, you you move too slow. You move too slow. And we didn't have yeah, that yeah. issue. 
because yeah. we it was ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was ugly. And but you know, since then we've been you know iterating and learning a lot on how this yeah. works, testing a lot, yeah. making better algorithms, um, and just I don't know how. Yeah, I really think it's a fifty x improvement on what we had before. Like it's, it's yeah, it, like it's, it's literally just infinitely better. Like exactly, it's, it's night and day. It's, yeah. it's it's night and day. So it's hard to even compare. But uh, yeah, exactly. Just getting proper editing and editors and uh, systems in place like that and everything like that and working full time yeah. on the business makes a big difference. Yeah, huge, you know? huge. <laughs> um, We've been graduated now or finished our finished college. How, how long? I don't even know. Six, seven weeks. We, we flew out to Spain two days after finishing our last exam. Yeah. Um, or at least I did. I think you were like, maybe you'd finished a couple of days earlier. Yeah. Um, two days after finishing the exam, we've just been working on Dialog full time since. And, yeah. and in the past kind of 10, two, two weeks, we've been really full time. Yeah. You know, we've been just, we're living here. We're, we're, we're working Dialog mm-hmm. full time and it's, it's, it's the dream. It's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. It's funny because uh, we kind of just told the story of how it started. We haven't told any story of how we're doing it. And we just but skipped completely to the end. We skipped to the end, but yeah, of course we, we could even skip, mix that up and do well, that another time. Yeah. Exactly. We're on 44 minutes right now. Oh, uh, we, we, we could end it there. That was the, we, exactly. Well, we could. We could. Exactly. Um, yeah. I feel like if we told the story of what happened all year this year. We'll, we'll leave that to episode two. We could leave that to episode two. Yeah, exactly. Any other points that we were just talking about there, though, that we kind of, we've so many tangents here we've gone on. That I feel like we might well, that kind of that kind of brings them through the the main story, you know, the way, the main motivations. You know, what I don't think we've done here. What actually talk about what how the book works? Have we? A little bit, not so much. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, just just the one part I was going to say is that, like, um, the point of what we do. I presume you know if you're listening to this, because otherwise, why are you here? Why are you here? Exactly, and <laughs> what um, you're doing here. We we foreign words into English sentences and exactly the main advantage that I was kind of wanting to bring up in this is that the one thing I was looking for was something a way that beginners can have interesting content that they can understand yeah and the point is is this is in my opinion the only way you can actually have both yeah and you can actually have maxed out those two factors that cause the most language acquisition yeah you can you can read a story Go into a flow state, be engrossed in it, and just zone out and acquire language, and you can be an absolute beginner. Yeah. So the point is here is that when I found out about this idea, I said, holy God, this is just the most, this is the best thing to this ever exist the in the whole world. This is cracked method. This is so cracked because we have got the two factors that cause language acquisition, yeah. according to Stephen Krashen. Um, who's like a leading researcher in this stuff, and and, uh, and many others. I know oh, yeah. many others. Okay, many okay, others, of course, yeah, many yeah. others. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, I'm just, I'm just flexing Crashin's name because he's like a, he's a big bad boy in the area. We want Crashin on the podcast. Crashin, <laughs> you're more than welcome. <laughs> you're Crashin. We'll yeah, have you on. Welcome, yeah. Um. Um. But exactly. So this is the only way you can have as an absolute beginner to uh, isolate those words and and uh, isolate the grammar as well. So. There's another point, just while we're, while we're ending up here. Uh, I just want a few th- more things to ramble about. Um, another point that we've been talking about recently is in the books, right? Because right now we have, say if we have the verb uh, to eat, okay? We have every version of to eat in this. We have I ate, you ate, we ate, um, I will eat, I would have eaten, I would, whatever. Um, do you eat? Things like this. Normally, when... 
you're learning Spanish, a lot of those tenses you can't pick up until you're at a higher level because you only can see those subtle differences of like um, gustaría, like an ia at the end, or like a, the would, something like th- these kind of conjugations. You can only kind of see them once you're, you know all the words around it and you can focus on the little fine detail. Yeah, yeah. Because in this, we isolate it. It's like at the very start, you're, you're knowing the, we would have eaten. Yeah. Like, like you're knowing them where I wouldn't even know that at, at like my level in Portuguese. Like yeah. If I went to say a, a, like something like that, I'd kind of, I'd have to sit there for a second and go, okay, well, what's the thing there? Like, because I'm just reading like yeah. actual books and I have to focus on all the words I'm learning. And those kind of things come up so rarely that, and when they do, you just don't really focus on them as much, but you're learning them all like at stage one. Yeah. So, and, and it's very obvious. It, it's it, like you, you can, you can see the differences. And even though you might think it's very difficult to pick up on the, the different prefixes and the different suffixes you do, because you get, have the context there to help you. And then enough times of one person talking to multiple people. And then you learn that it's, it's plural. You can learn the tense based on the context, but here's a, here's a good example of, of what you're just saying. Um, and you said that this, I don't, I don't even know if you, if you knew it at the time, because, yeah. but, um, it was very obvious that like a, um, he or, or the L, L. Yeah. Sorry, I still have French, French I still have French, French, French pr- I still have French pronunciation. <laughs> um, but yeah, L. So, so L when it has an accent is used as a pronoun, mm-hmm. but then L with no accent is just, is not a pronoun to use the, or, or to preface an object or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, that would be very difficult to figure out reading it, reading just mm-hmm. uh, reading a story, you know, because mm-hmm. um, all the other words are there and you're thinking about everything. Mm-hmm. But when it's isolated in front of you and you can see an example right after another of a pronoun and then it talking about a person in relation to here, like, and then relating to an object and you notice, oh, the accent's there and then it's not there. Like that's purely through context, you're able to instantly make that connection. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was super easy. And I, I, has, I, I would guess that, that that would be much more difficult to pick up on a very subtle nuance like that when reading a story, because you're not really focused on that. You're kind of, you're trying to understand the whole thing holistically and it's quite complex and you're tra- focused on the harder words, but you pick up on these very subtle nuances in the book because the book highlights them, as you said. Yeah. Um, and that's been like a lot a lot of the critique of or some people have critiqued you know how do you learn the grammar how do you learn these things you just do you just do yeah. you just do <laughs> like it's just obvious in context and exactly that's the thing so i've i've read a good few books in spanish um maybe four books say okay uh so i wouldn't be the best uh but and i got i was able to kind of skip all of a lot of those levels because i had my portuguese to back off so i didn't mm. have to read as many um could piggyback on it exactly so i read a lot of the dialogue books and i could skip the whole intermediate stage and just jump right into once once i had the the fundamentals of the differences between the language from dialogue books i just skipped straight to the the kind of creeping into upper intermediate kind of content even though i'm definitely not that level uh but in terms of reading i can do it because of portuguese yeah uh, they're very similar languages uh anyways um, I definitely didn't notice that because what I'm trying to focus is on, focus on is all the words that I don't know. Mm. And because there's a word coming up every two lines that I don't know, or there's a grammatical structure like haberlo. Like I don't really understand why lo is used in Spanish. I kind of get it now, but like I'm trying to focus on everything else that you don't notice those little subtleties. And I can't really focus on those more difficult grammatical structures or those little where, why an accent is here and accent isn't there. But when I'm reading, whenever I read Dialogue books, especially the new ones, because we have elementary levels, 
We're, we have like more intermediate ones coming out that I've, I've seen that yous haven't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I can see those differences. Yeah. And they're quite obvious. And I'm going, this is really funny because beginners are learning things that like upper intermediate people actually aren't. Wouldn't know, yeah. yeah. And even though you're at a much higher reading level, you actually do have stuff to learn in that in those books exactly. because they do highlight those differences really well. I find every time I open, even that's like an elementary level and you can read it at exactly what only reading. Yeah, level. I've been reading and I haven't, I, like I've read one's Diaglot Spanish book before this and I haven't yeah. lost any of the story. Yeah, like exactly. there's the odd word that I don't know, but you, you know, you can, you can figure it out and, and you yeah. don't lose any of the story. That's another fascinating thing. What I feel I'm learning the most from that is the conjugations. Because I just, in Spanish, like, especially, I just don't know them. Like, he's like, like, I don't know the different versions of why, like, he would, we would have done or whatever like that. Uh, but I can pick them up really easily from the book. And also there are just loads of verbs and stuff that I just don't know and that I'm getting from that. So it is, or like, in conjugations of verbs and stuff. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was just the kind of final point because I wanted to no, but I, I, I know what you mean completely. Yeah. It, it does highlight those things very, very well. Yeah. Um, I think it's an effective tool at teaching it. Yeah. And it's funny because like we haven't really got to sit down and talk about this at the Instagram or at the thing or anything. This is all I talk about to people. Yeah. Like it I've really been, is. It really like is. I have been burning the ears of people for the past two years about this and about how, holy God, why is no one doing this? Holy God, this is the greatest thing on earth. But we don't really get to show it authentically on on the Instagram or on anything because it's, you know, it's only a reel or it's a recorded thing. It's not like a long form discussion where they're just going to see this is the way we talk about the thing in real life. Yeah. So, um, and this very much is very similar to a conversation that we would just have. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like we, like we had, we didn't really have any clue what we were going to talk about going into this and it just flowed because we like, yeah, this like, is chill. Like we, we, we just sat back and talked, but like, this is what the kind of conversations we have yeah, and it's yeah. the kind of message that we've, we want to share to people, but haven't had the opportunity to yet. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I guess that a huge part of what this podcast is going to be is telling our story and telling how that tell how it works and why we're so passionate about the idea and why we think it can make a huge impact. Cause I, I, I couldn't believe in it more. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I really couldn't believe in it more. And I, like it's, I think it has a real potential to, to change the way people even think about languages and conceptualize languages yeah. as, as well as learn them and acquire them. Yeah, I do think we were very lucky in this instance in terms of like when starting a startup or whatever, just because the people who do read our books, they do come back and say, holy God, I just read a book. I knew no German words. And now I, at the end, I could understand all of the 150 German words that come up. Like we have something that people go away and most people come to us and say, oh, my friend read your book and mm. told me about it. My friend read your book and told me about it and whatever, whatever, whatever. So we do have that advantage. We have a great kind of advantage where like we have a cool idea. <laughs> we have a cool idea. <laughs> make, there's, there's not much inertia. Yeah, it's not much. It's And anytime we tell it to people, they go, oh, shit, that's that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's sick. Uh, does it work? Yeah, it works. Look, it's not. It's show not. you all the people. Like I can just point to the people who have used it and it does work. Yeah. So for me, like right now, I'm going to just... What we're doing at least all day pretty much is yeah. racing to get a collection of books out and we're we're almost there really. Yeah, we're doing we're doing okay in the in the in the in the in the last couple of weeks we've been making huge progress. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So that so that you can sit down and have no Spanish. Yeah. And then read your six books or however many books that we can get you to, and then you can read Spanish. Yeah. You know, like we can provide that. I've done it with myself. I've done it with German. I've done it with Spanish. I've That's done it what with I'm Swedish. doing at the moment. And You're it's, doing it, it now. I'm going to be documenting the whole process because, yeah, it, it's... 
we know that we have the ability to do it. Exactly. Um, this is a funny story. I remember telling this to Evan recently. Um, when I first came up with the idea and I started testing it, I said, holy crap, I'm going to tell no one about this. Yeah. <laughs> he only told me this the other day. I would have been out of job. Uh, my original plan was, I said, this is so effective. I'm going to learn every language on earth and no one's going to know how I did it. <laughs> I'm going to be the biggest beast polygot on earth. And then I said, oh, no, I should, you know what? I should monetize it instead. <laughs> number one. Number I one, should monetize this. <laughs> number one, I should monetize this. But uh, two, one thing I thought was, hmm, if I make a business out of this, and if I have pe- if can make money, and I can pay people to edit them, then I wouldn't just have my crappy versions. I would have a fully perfect edited collection of actual books in every language. That's all you want. And I was like, I could learn every language on earth then. So I was like, okay, no one else is making these. I have to make these because this is a- Because I need them. I don't I even care. Them. I don't care if anyone else buys them. <laughs> yeah. I just want to use them myself. I need them. I need them. Exactly. That that was my, uh, that was my, one of my big drives. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're getting there. So we have, exactly, we have most of the books. Now. Spanish is almost as perfect. Bon Appetit. French is coming out. Uh, collections- Getting close to Chinese on the way. How exciting is that? Chinese and Japanese on the way. Irish almost done. I think we're going to make, we're going to be the best. I think we're going to be the easiest English to Chinese (laughs) learning ever. Ever, yeah. Ever. Um, which is very cool. This is cool. I'm yeah. going to learn some Chinese. That's another I thing. I can't wait that, for Chinese. Is that you, you say like a year and a half ago, you decided you need those books. I think I need them now. Yeah. And I want to, I want to read them in every language because yeah. they're just so enjoyable. Like they yeah. really are. And like, you, you can't believe the progress you make, but like you just fall into the story and then you come out and you can, you can have, you just have a few more foreign words yeah. than you did going in. And that's just cool. Yeah. Well, and like Sherlock's class book, Gatsby, is a really class book. Really good know? book. Exactly. So like... I have sure. access to the, the all of the classical literature that was written in the last, um, I yeah. don't know, in 10,000 years. Yeah. I, I loved Oz, so I loved Oz too. Um, everyone loves Pride and Prejudice, so it seems. Um, people are just messing us every single day, like get German Pride and Prejudice, get Italian mm. Pride and Prejudice, please, please. Alice more in Wonderland's a big nostalgia for me. Oh yeah, Alice in Wonderland was class too. I love Alice in Wonderland. Anyone who played Kingdom Hearts growing up, I don't know if anyone played Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I, that's why I, I love Alice in Wonderland. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah. So it was amazing Frankenstein's to do spooky. that. Uh, it was class. It's, I like that kind of... Frankenstein, we have Dracula. We don't have Dracula. Well, we have access to it. <laughs> oh, sorry, we have access yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what, what are you talking about? No, we, we've accessed. We have, yeah. th- these so, are the stories we've accessed to. So there's lots that we haven't done yet. Yeah, this Halloween, we should uh, we should ha- we should should build out a spooky books collection. Very, very spooky books. Very selection. spooky books, exactly, yeah. Uh, that's probably, all these things are kind of, you know, we can kind of, it's cool because we can kind of do whatever. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> like that's a really do whatever we want. it's a really cool thing about running running your own startup <laughs> is that there aren't rules yeah no one tells you what to do we, we like we, we wake up every day and figure out what the best thing to do for the business is and sometimes like sometimes that pays off sometimes it doesn't yeah um, but we get the opportunity to innovate every day and do try out really crazy things and that's gonna be really exciting that's something something we're gonna be doing a lot in the next couple of months is really experimenting with some cutting edge new stuff you know stuff that really yeah. has never been seen before or done yeah. especially for like Japanese like yeah. that's that's we're working we're working hard hard on trying to get like the Chinese and the Japanese and just so that they're perfect and there's so many things Afrikaans book on the way Afrikaans oh yeah that's gonna be so sick Afrikaans book on the way Butch these is on the way I, I'm gonna read all these books just because it's cool just because they're interesting 100% hundred like, cement just, like really exciting yeah no definitely um 
Yeah, will we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think we'll leave it there. Super. We're literally just hitting on the one hour mark, so. It's pretty good. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, I uh, guess you'll be hearing a lot more of these out because yeah. that was that was good crack. That was really enjoyable and we enjoy talking. Yeah. We do. Um, <laughs> the video just ended. We still have recording here, so we can just end it with a little picture of us. Well, that's pretty funny. So for the, for the audience then, we, our camera just shut off. So I guess we're going to find out if that records. If that's saved. That saves or not. If it doesn't. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> but anyways, uh, good to talk with all of and I'll see you all next Thanks time. Thanks so much for listening. Um, for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye now.